podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday during an international break in which nothing Liverpool-related is happening. So we go in search of content and we land first with This is Anfield, whose lead article written by Adam Beatty is entitled Five More Questions Liverpool Fans Are Asking, including Trent's position. So the first question is, would Trent be better off in midfield? I think there's a yes answer and a no answer here. I think the no answer is if it's a midfield two or a midfield three. But I do think in a midfield four, Trent would be perfect on the right-hand side. He already plays largely on the right-hand side of midfield. So it wouldn't be a big issue to play him in that role. You play him on the right, you play Diaz on the left, and Trent tucks narrow, and Diaz plays high and wide. And I do think that could give Trent a new lease of life. Now, look, he is and has been the best right back in the world, so moving him is not just a simple case of moving a player. It's going to be something that takes a lot of thought and a lot of time. But I do like the idea of Trent playing on the right of a midfield four. If you think about it, how he's been playing in recent years, especially when Elliot or Henderson plays the right-sided role, he forms a three with Fabinho and Thiago. Diaz, when he plays left wing, plays it high and wide anyway. He doesn't play it the same way Mane does. He doesn't start as narrow. He does tend to stick a lot wider. So from that respect, it wouldn't be much of a change. What you'd mostly be changing is the defensive side of things. Rather than putting a defensive liability in front of Trent, you'd be putting a defensive strong point behind him and giving him more freedom. So Trent could combine the role he has been playing with what Elliot and Henderson have been doing. But obviously you'd want him doing it to a a higher level. So you absolutely could move him into midfield. Then the question is, what type of right-back do you get? Now, you can go with a really strong defensive option. So you could go for someone like Jurian Timber, who is an outstanding defender, powerful, quick, good on the ball, excellent 1v1. Now, a lot of people want us to sign him as a centre-back, but he's too short to be a Jurgen Klopp centre-back at five foot ten, It's not that he's bad in the air, he's just not big enough. But he could be a brilliant right-back. 
if you had him, Kanate, and Virgil, well, three quarters of your defense would be absolutely rock solid. The other option is to go for a more attack minded wing back type who will overlap and hold that width. Timber can get forward and can deliver decent bowl, but he's not going to do that over and over again. You're looking then at somebody more like Jeremy Frimpong of Bayer Leverkusen, or if and when he returns from injury, Tino Livermento of Southampton could be a good fit there. You're looking for someone that fits that Hakimi mold, that roadrunner type, <clears throat> high pace, high intensity, great on the ball, good 1v1 going forward, but also has that ability and that burst to get back when needed. So it just depends on what you want. If you're playing a four-man midfield, you're playing a two-man front line. So you're looking at Mo and Darwin up front, Trent, two new midfielders, Diaz. And then it is just a matter of what you want. Do you want a, a, an overlapper, a wing-back type, who will open things up and allow Mo to stay central while still giving him space to drift out wide? Or do you want that more defensive presence, which will require Mo to drift wide a bit more and and fill that space when needed? What you do here also then dictates what you do at left-back. You could go with two great defensive options, uh, Timber and Agvardiol. But if you play Frimpong, then a Gvardiol or a Levi Colwell type, who's more of a centre-back, starts to make more sense because when they push on and that midfield goes from a four almost to a five, where it's, let's say, Frimpong wide right, Diaz wide left, Trent, let's for the sake of argument say Ugart and Jude Bellingham. That's your midfield three, your central midfield three. And then you'd have three at the back to keep things solid. If you go with a jury and timber, you could play a more attack-minded left-back, Andy Robertson, somebody, you know, in that vein, a a Rayonate Nuri looking long-term. So it it does give plenty of options, but... It's not just a simple case of should we move Trent into midfield? Yes, we should. Okay, that's that job done. You've then got to figure out the other pieces. What do you do at right back? How does that affect left back? How does that left back work with Diaz as a left winger? What way is Trent going to play in midfield? Is it a three? Is it a four? If it's a four, what does that require Mo to do as part of a front two? It's definitely something that should be considered. It shouldn't just be written off because he's been so great as a right-back. It's something that should be explored because Danny Alves is one of the greatest right-backs ever. He started off as a midfielder. It was a big decision to move him backwards. So it's with Trent, we would be doing the reverse. We'd be moving him forward. Javier Zanetti started off as a midfielder, as a young player, moved to right back, and then late, late in his career, moved back into midfield. 
if you think about the great right backs, I mean, Turam was a centre back who played right back, moved back to centre back. Cafu is the only one I can really think of who was a right back his full career. Now, I personally don't put Cafu in that very top, top tier. But I know a lot of people do. Um, Dario Cerna was another very good right back. He started in as a right-sided midfielder, moved to right back, then played a lot as a wing back. So, you know, there is there is precedent for moving players around like that. Trent's skill set would lend itself well to a, a Beckham type of right side midfield role. But it's, again, you've got to then factor in what does that mean for your right back? Who do you want at right back? And how does that have a knock-on effect on your left back? Uh, the next question is, should Milner get a contract? Very simple answer is no. No, he shouldn't. Uh, because he's been way, way, way below the level required for the last three years. And people will point at the odd game and say, oh, well, look what he did here against Man City when he played right back. What about the other 30 games he had this season? So, no, he he shouldn't. Where is the new club doctor? Liverpool's busy injury list prompted many supporters to question the ability to protect its players. The club doctor does not protect players from injury. The club doctor is not in the injury prevention department. We have an entire group of people dedicated to injury prevention. The club doctor is not part of that. Can FSG afford this summer's rebuild? Well, considering they've never, ever, ever put their hands in their pocket, you'd fucking hope so. How will the forward line look with Diaz back? I think between now and the end of the season, we need to see a bit of 4-2-3-1. With Fab and Thiago as a double pivot, Salah, Gakpo and Diaz behind Darwin. I think that's the best way to go. You you can change that around as well. I mean, there, there's flexibility among those players. Diaz could play on the right. Gakpo, Gakpo could play on the left. Mo could play as a 10 or a 9. Darwin, we know, can play on the left. So you can have different looks at it. But those four, assuming that Diaz gets back up to speed quickly... Uh, those four need to be the ones that are starting. What else do we have? This tactical switch could solve the Trent Alexander-Arnold midfield debate. This was written by Harry McMullen. Um, So this lays us out in our usual 4-3-3. talking about a box midfield which would see it this is basically looking at what City and Arsenal and um, Brighton to an extent do and suggesting that we could change to playing a similar way now the issue here that I would have is a Trent Stefan Besetic double pivot. Um, 
which it was what you'd be left with with Fabinho dropping in between the centre backs. So it would probably be a no for me, to be honest, because there's a reason those teams work so well is that their players aren't been asked to cover huge amounts of ground. And in this iteration, you have far too many people moving out of position on the ball, leaving you exposed off the ball. Andy Robertson, for example, playing as the left winger in this three-box-three shape, whereas you look at how the other teams play it, it's not done in that same kind of way. Um, I do like that on-ball shape. I, I think it, it has its merits without question. But I think there's better ways to make it function than what's laid out here. Could it work? Yeah, definitely it could work. But for me, not set up like this. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's a good piece, to be fair. Seems well laid out, well thought out, but it, it's not what I would look at. Um, Alexson's excu- exclusion left Brazil teammates surprised. Alisson has been left at Brazil squad. Uh, this is for rest. And nobody should really be surprised because Ederson has been left out of previous squads for similar reasons. Uh, new sporting director talks held. There's been suggestion that we've spoken to Paul Mitchell. We'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, There's a piece about how much money Liverpool would miss out on if they don't qualify for the Champions League. Ex-Liverpool midfielder attracting serious interest from Man United. Uh, That is Marco Grujic. Allegedly, United are very, very keen on him. Um... Was a piece about why Roy Hodgson failed at Liverpool. He just didn't get the club. Um, there is unquestionably that side of it. There is that side of it. But the fact of the matter is, he's just not a very good manager. That's why he failed at Liverpool. Because he's just not very good. We can try and make it deeper than that. And, you know, the one of the points here is that he uh, criticised the fans and he said some very strange things and kind of praised Mourinho and praised Ferguson, you know, a little bit too much. But the bottom line is that he just wasn't good enough to manage Liverpool. There's a reason... Roy has spent his career in Scandinavia and with bottom half teams and failed at big clubs. He failed at Inter Milan and he failed with us. Simple as that. Um, Let's move on then. Liverpool.com. Only Erling Haaland has kept quiet Man City problem as um sorry kept quiet Man City problem at bay as Liverpool given transfer lesson. Um I I just I, I'm not even gonna bother. Liverpool tracks youngest Italy star in a century 
as FSG still doesn't know transfer budget. This is the Media Digest. Uh, apparently, Liverpool have interest in Udinese talent Simone Pafundi, uh, who's only 17, very, very highly regarded, playing senior football at Udinese. He's only recently turned 17, so he is very, very young. And, yeah, I mean, he's he's one that a lot of clubs are looking at. But I suppose the issue is, with the manager that we have and the style of play that is our best style of play, I don't know how a five-foot-five creative, inventive player who's in the same sort of mould as Harvey, a little bit more of a forward, like a, 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 a little bit more of a goal scorer than Harvey. Harvey's a little bit more on the creative side. They both should be playing in the final third, but I don't know. He's just, he's very small and he's very lightweight at least Harvey has a bit of bulk to him. Like, there's a picture of, of Pafundi standing next to Wilfred Nonto. They're about the same height, but Nonto's about twice as thick. Nonto's like a proper little unit. He's like Shakiri, whereas Pafundi looks like a, a strong gust of breeze would blow, blow him over. Super talented, but I, I just, I don't think so. Four Jurgen Klopp reasons to sign much cheaper Jude Bellingham Liverpool transfer alternative. Um, this piece is about Dominic Zabozlai, who, for me, would be an amazing signing. I think he is absolutely top class. One of the best set-piece takers in the world, one of the best passers in the world, he has a lot of similarities to his game to De Bruyne at that same age. He's already very experienced. He's a leader as well. He's captain of his national team. He has carried that national team. Remember, he carried them to the Euros and then missed the Euros because he was injured. Now, the injuries might be a a factor that Liverpool would be put off by. But I don't think he's had anything too serious. Let's have a look. Dominic Sabazloy. When's his current contract run to 2026? Hmm. Got a lot of years left on that contract. But I, I, I don't think you'll find many better than him when it comes to delivery, chance creation. He's a great ball carrier as well. So he had torn ankle ligaments back in 2018. He had an abductor issue that caused him to miss six months. That's the concerning injury. And then he had a small ankle problem last season. That was nothing nothing major. That abductor issue, though, that's... That's the one where you'd be worried. 
But I, I don't know. You'd have to ask Simon Brundish or, or Marty Loughran. Is that the type of thing that's going to reoccur on him? Um, but the, the talent is genuinely outrageous. He's big unit as well. A big, big unit. Uh, there was something else in this Media Digest, please. Oh, yeah, FSG don't know the uh, summer budget. That's according to 90minute.com or one of those garbage websites. Oh, give me sport. Trash, utter trash. Uh, on to anfieldindex.com. Two new articles up. Uh, one by David Davis profiling Dave Fallows as a potential replacement for Julian Ward. I have to say I, I would be against this. Uh, Julian or Dave Fallows has done very well since joining Liverpool. He's the head of recruitment, but he's never been a sporting director. He's sixty-three years of age. I understand he knows how the club works. We don't need need someone that knows how the club works. We need someone that knows how to be a sporting director. We need someone that's very experienced in that role that has a proven track record. We need an outside voice because everybody's become far too comfortable with how things work. And we already tried the internal appointment thing without actually looking for a sporting director and it didn't work. And that guy has gone after a year for various reasons. So, but no, no, no. Go and get best in class. Get Christoph Freund, get Paul Mitchell, get Tim Steedten, get one of those. Uh, Stephen Smith has a new piece up, which Italian players could improve the Reds? Uh, So he's picked this based on the current Italian squad and who he thinks could improve the squad. So he's got Giorgio Scalvini, the young centre-back from Atalanta, he is very, very good. Very, very good. Now, not the fastest centre-back in the world, but he's not not dog slow. Uh, very good on the ball. 6-4. Looks like he'll build out into a, a decent frame. He'd certainly be one worth looking at. Uh, Alessandro Bungiorno of Torino. Uh, left-footed defender. Largely centre-back. Not for me. He wouldn't be good enough, uh, in my view. Uh, Nicolo Barella, obviously, would be a sensation. And I know I've championed the no more small midfielders thing. I I would change that for him and Gavi. That's about it. I don't think I'd move on anyone else. Uh, Him and Gavi, because their their lack of height isn't an issue with them, because they're both savages. Uh, Davide Fratesi of Sassuolo is excellent. And if you wanted to play a midfield four with someone on the right who tucks in narrow and it wasn't going to be Trent, this guy would be a very good fit. Very, very good on the ball and off the ball. Carries the ball well. Good passer. Decent dribbler. He, he'd be definitely someone we should look at. Um, would also fit in a three could play either eight role and be developed. So I've said before, we need four midfielders. If he's the fourth one, that'd be a great signing, like a a genuinely great signing. 
Uh, Federico Chiesa. Unbelievably talent, talented. Unbelievably good. The only concern is he's, well, he's not a huge goal scorer, but he's also just coming back from a torn ACL, which is obviously a little bit of a of a red flag. Uh, Matteo Rotigi, the Argentine born forward in the squad for the first time. Looks a talent. I haven't seen nearly enough of him, but could be available at a good price. Uh, Boca Juniors have him shipped out on loan at the moment, so what his future holds there, I don't know. It's a bit of a surprise that he's declared for Italy, uh, given he's Argentine-born and has largely spent his life in Argentina. But um, he's in the Italian squad, and we'll see what happens. Uh, he didn't. Stephen didn't pick Bastoni because he's not in the squad because he's injured. Uh, Bastoni obviously would be would be a sensational get. Now the problem with Bastoni is he's going to cost a fortune. He's good, so you have to play him. And unlike Vardiol and Colwell, I'm not sure how he'd do at left back, even tucking into a three in possession. Those two, you wouldn't have any concerns about. Him, I would. Now, he's great at carrying the ball, but he's great at carrying the ball as a centre-back. It's different when you're a full-back. He is outstanding, but I really want him to stay at Inter. It's such a shame that Atalanta haven't been able to hold on to the players that their academy has produced because he's one of them. And if they had him and Scalvini, and there's another there's another young centre-back at Atalanta whose name escapes me. Uh, God, is it Caleb O'Keeley? It is, yeah. Caleb O'Keeley. O'Coley. They had those three. That would be a monstrous backline. Absolutely monstrous. Anyway, that's beside the point. We have a couple of, oh, we have one new podcast up on Anfield Index. It is a transfer show with Trev and Dave Davis. So do give that one a listen. If you haven't listened to the latest Money Talks, make sure that you do. It is absolutely brilliant. The detail they get into looking at our accounts from last year is just, you won't find anything nearly as good anywhere else. Same goes for the Under Pressure Boys. They're, what they do is in a class of its own. And the same goes for the Minefield lads, Alan and Andrew. Honest to God, like, I know I'm biased, but nobody puts out better content than us. Nobody. And speaking of great content, there's an AI scouted coming out today. So listen to that. Uh, Right, that'll do me for today, folks. Thanks as always. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, We'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. 
It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.